welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Yo, what's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode number 56. No, a lot. Episode 57. <laughs> this is the second podcast I've recorded today. Uh, I recorded episode 56 earlier, so by the time you hear this, um, the UFC card that took place in Norfolk, uh, Virginia this weekend between uh, uh, main event between Anthony Pettis and Dustin Poirier, that fight will have happened, so that podcast will be out. So, you know, if you're an MMA fan, give that a listen. Uh, we brought on the homie Stokes for that episode, so shout-outs to him. Uh, but today on this episode, man, back to the music. Back to the music back to uh eh, i might talk about a movie i did see thor so i might give some brief thoughts on that won't won't spend too long on it but real quick before um getting to the meat and potatoes of the episode just a few plugs um i forgot i had an email <laughs> for this podcast uh dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com so if you have any viewer questions or anything like that you can submit them uh, to Yahoo, and, you know, maybe I'll read them on the show, read some answers, you know, have some fun, have some interaction, all that good stuff, um, as always, the podcast is on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, if you're on iTunes, please like, subscribe, and rate on iTunes, uh, we're on Google Play, uh, we've got a Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page, uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter, at Serial Sensei, so, yeah, you know, just trying to get some interaction. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, definitely no shortage of content. Fights are happening every week. Um, I've been listening to a lot of music. I just haven't reviewed much lately. So I'm going to get back into that today. And even after <laughs> this review, um, I still got to talk about this Open Mic Eagle project, which I finally got around to listening to. And uh, some few other projects I, I got lined up that i'll review not sure yet i know open, open mic eagle will definitely be coming and um flip-flopping between some some other ones but we'll, we'll see what happens point is content is coming so just just be on the lookout i'll, I'll probably have multiple episodes at least two episodes out this week that you guys can listen to but that being said let's just get into it so I got a chance to check out Thor Ragnarok uh, last weekend, and I won't spend too much time on it, going into too much detail, because I don't want to give away spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but just my quick brief thoughts. Um, dope movie, man. Hilarious movie, <laughs> actually. Um, out of the three Thor films this one uh, Ragnarok is easily the best I would say compared to the first Thor in Dark World um yeah man Thor and Hulk <laughs> had really really great chemistry in this movie 
and it didn't because i had other people ask me did i think it was good only because of the hawk and i mean the hawk definitely added to the movie but i don't at least in my opinion feel like he like he carried the movie like you know thor definitely held his own um loki was pretty dope in the movie and other characters who i, I won't mention but yeah man it was it was a, a nice you know it was, a, it was a decent story it was paced pretty well there was normally always something going on and in between the gaps where the story was just progressing if there wasn't much going on you got a lot of good comedic moments <laughs> i can't stress like this movie had a lot of had a lot of funny moments um kind of typical to you know a marvel movie i feel like they definitely take that route a lot but it definitely worked in this movie man the comedy was well placed um but the action was also pretty good you get to see thor do some i, I won't spoil it i don't see nothing but <laughs> thor thor has some moments in this movie man he he um he turned it up a notch i'll just say that thor thor reached some some new heights you know out in these marvel streets so but yeah man i, I won't spend a, a ton talking about it um but real quick if you haven't seen it yet there are two cutscenes at the end one right after the movie and then one at the end of the credits so i mean if you're a marvel fan you already know what the deal is but there are a lot of people in my theater who up and left after the credits and i'm like come on y'all y'all know how marvel does there are always always scenes after the credits but just throw that out there so if you haven't seen it yet make sure you watch the two scenes afterwards they definitely tie into uh <laughs> i won't say nothing I, I ain't gonna say nothing but i'm pretty sure those two scenes hold significance for the future of marvel's you know cinematic universe movies to come hintity hint hint <laughs> but but um yeah man thor ragnarok was was really dope definitely worth the watch um definitely go see that now i'm waiting for justice league that's another story <laughs> that's another story but i can't can't wait that comes out on friday and i'm in there day one not a game punisher comes out friday too matter of fact so it's a lot of a lot of good stuff going down <laughs> this month so man yeah fr friday is going to be a serious day i i wish i could have took off work so i could just sit home and watch punisher all day and then just go see justice league later but you know it is what it is i gotta work gotta pay bills not that boring adult stuff but anywho so that's just my quick thoughts on that man go 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 give thor a watch it was it was a pretty pretty dope marvel movie on to some music now two albums on deck big crit forever is a mighty long time wu-tang clan saga continues um, I'm gonna start off with the Crit album because I'm probably gonna have a lot to say, <laughs> a lot to say about this album, and then uh, I'll, I'll touch on Wu Tang at the end. But yeah, man, Big Crit, Forever is a mighty long time. Man, man, we haven't gotten a Crit project, or we haven't gotten a Crit album in a while. He's Catalactica came out in 2014. Since then, I think he put out. Um, he did. It's better this way, which I think came out like 2015. And then he. Ah, it was another mixtape. I can't remember. He he did another mixtape after It's Better This Way too. Was it 12 for 12 or 
some other mixtape he did where he like he was just like rapping over a lot of industry beats and stuff like that but um either way like it's been a while since we've gotten a, a crit project especially an album and if you've been following big crit's career as of late um you know he had his stint at def jam which you know apparently didn't go too well that situation in itself is crazy because to me like crit is such a talent and somebody who i think would have a, a, a lot of mainstream appeal had they marketed and pushed them the right way but def jam dropped the ball is <laughs> no other way to say it def jam completely dropped the ball with big crit but i guess in the end man it it, it worked out the way it was supposed to um so crit ends up leaving def jam he's out on his independent grind and this is his first album of <laughs> for like him celebrating his independence and if this is a, a preview of what's to come in crit's future now that he's not on a label i think we <laughs> we we got some fire ahead of us man because this this album is really 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 good man like i remember i was on twitter a while ago like and he was dropping hints that he was putting out a project he was putting like bits and pieces of uh like pictures and words and then you, you know i think the the first thing he put out was confetti and like he, he kind of dropped like subtle hints with that and then that single came out i enjoyed that one then he did keep the devil off which i'll get into that song later that that joint right there but <laughs> i get into that later but anywho man when I, I was just excited to find out he was putting out an album and then when he puts out the track listing this joint is like 22 tracks or something like that and then you find out it's a double album so i i wasn't worried but i was definitely intrigued because double albums for me tend to can be a hit or a miss a lot of times with a double album you know like the first disc might be fire but the second disc might be kind of eh, or vice versa or it'd be like man if you would have just took you know tracks you know one and two off of the second disc put them on the first one you know you'd had just one classic album you, you know how double disc albums go but um yeah man i, I was intrigued to see how he's gonna pull off the, the double album but then at the same time i wasn't surprised it was a double disc because like we just we haven't heard a crit album in so long that i'm i'm imagining <laughs> well not imagining because i listened to it but he's probably got a lot to say because so so much has happened within these last few years you know with him last few years with him leaving def jam and now he's indie and he's trying to figure that whole lane out so like i i guess i i i i figured when i saw the double disc like he's probably just got a lot to get off of his chest and then you listen to the album and yeah it, it he got a lot off his chest man like <laughs> oh man I'm, I'm trying to even figure out where so let, let's 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 do it like this so first disc of the album is the big crit side second disc is the justin scott side justin scott being his real name for anyone who doesn't know um the first disc is i want to say like it's it's the typical crit you you get that it's like that the, the first disc is more so like that southern boom crit 
like this is the crit where the tracks are just just knocking like <laughs> tracks are just knocking every beat slaps he's you know he's he's getting aggressive he's getting hype like that's the kind of crit on the first half of this album and but what what i immediately noticed when i started listening to this is one of the things about crit that it's good and i almost feel like bad at the same time he's a very versatile artist but i do think he tends to stick to a formula sometimes like you, you kind of know what you're going to get with a crit album you know you're going to get a track like i said you're going to get a lot of that southern boom you'll get you know a track about his sub which i'm gonna get into <laughs> you're gonna get you know a few smooth joints a little introspective song here and there but he definitely does that really well like you just you know what you're gonna get with a crit project but even with that being said this album took everything i loved about him since i heard like forever in a day and uh, return of forever and uh can't remember the time all those old mixtapes it took everything he did good and just made it great like he he really elevated everything we've we've everything we've know and love him for musically he put on this album and somehow made it sound better than it ever it ever has and i think that has a lot to do with him on this album and i guess i'll start to get into it uh he worked with a lot of different producers on this album and you definitely hear it and not that that's um not a bad thing and normally we know crit produces a lot of his his own work really like a lot of his mixtapes and other projects the are almost like entirely produced by him or at least like 60 70 percent but it feels like on this album he let other people you know kind of come in and put their spin on it but i feel like he was still guiding the project but you can definitely you can definitely feel that like there were some other hands and other things going on in this project from these other producers and just to get into it uh some of the production credits just to give an idea of course big crit himself you had dj khalil manny fresh organized noise Corey moe uh i think super mario i think did a track on here he, he had a lot of different producers on here and also excuse me another thing he did really well on this album uh really 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 <laughs> great use of live instrumentation which you get right off the first track um opening track to the first album i mean sorry to the first disc big crit you just kind of get this nice slow opening and crit's kind of just talking and then slowly as the song progresses along the beats start to fill in more you start to get you know more instruments coming in and then the beat just drops and then he just he just starts snapping like <laughs> and it really that track really sets the tone for this album and like this whole first disc man it's just fire after fire after fire like it's it starts off with the big crit intro track and then it goes on to confetti which was the lead single and we go on the big bank with ti man like that's another thing about this album 
his use of features was really good like he he picked people that really fit with what he was trying to do and everybody just really gelled really well and man him and ti <laughs> man they they were snapping big bank is like i said it's another one of them tracks that just that just screams the south man a nice trunk knocking track both these dudes are going in ti comes in uh on the latter half of the song he just bodies his verse <laughs> with the the lines about um man what you, uh i, I should have wrote this down <laughs> the line where you talking about there ain't no excuses my daughter can't sleep in excuses my son's looking at me like where's your paper something something he had this whole line about <laughs> excuses this whole scheme that was just really dope man like crit crit and ti need to do definitely need to do more tracks together man those dudes feed really well off of each other and that track was just man that track that beat really all the beats on here man like i said back to the live instrumentation man like on a lot of these tracks you you get some bass you get some guitars you get keys and it just everything fits so perfect within the scope of what they're trying to pull off um i'll just go down the, the track listing man subinstein <laughs> which <laughs> produced by manny fresh man just this is the track man you listen to this joint you gotta turn this just all the way up like the first time i got a chance to listen to this in my car like my face <laughs> my face just almost melted off this this beat is just so mean and it's just a whole track i love kind of like the horror theme on this track because you know subinstein kind of a <laughs> and the hook is like my my sub came alive it's uh, it's it's such a banger like it is such a banger of a track and then the the best thing about this song and it might be one of my favorites on the entire project the beat switch up in the middle of the song man it is so smooth and the track just rides out in this really nice way and you get crit singing this little this little melody it is perfect man and manny killed it on the beat <laughs> man he even killed it on the uh oh no i don't think he did he did like an intro to the track but it's at the end of big bank and then the end of big bank leads into subinstein but man such a banger like that track is so mean um the next song on here and this is the only track i honestly didn't really like that i don't go back to is a uh, 1999 featuring lloyd and this is kind of like a i guess you could say like a cash money tribute but i don't know like this was the only song where i was just kind of like yeah i don't know about this one man like i don't know i, I could probably see this on the radio i, I think people might enjoy it but i don't know i, I yeah <laughs> this one didn't do it for me this is the only song where like because the album starts off so good and then it got to 1999 and i was like oh i don't know crit i don't know man you, you, you kind of losing me but right after 1999 and we go into a uh, ride with me and it's songs like this that like and i've heard this in many other reviews and it's definitely true man crit crit like is the south like he lives and breathes southern hip-hop culture and uh this track features ugk so you get a bun b verse and a pimp c hook 
uh, rest in peace pimp c i don't know if that's like a, a old hook or just a hook maybe they had stashed around somewhere that hadn't been used but it's it's just it's that southern boom man it's just that that southern <laughs> that southern rap or you know as pimp c called it man country rap tunes like <laughs> it's just the embodiment of that it's, that that track was mean get up to come down with CeeLo and Sleepy Brown. So an, another thing about this album that I enjoyed that Crit did, or and another thing I like about Crit, he, he's like I said, he's a very versatile uh, MC, a versatile just artist in general. But I love some of the different flows like he had on this album. You you get stuff that's like kind of slow, almost to where it almost just seems like he's talking to you. You get that aggressive like bounce flow. Then you go to get up to come down and the the first the, the moment and this uh, I believe was a track that was produced by organized noise and it you, you can feel it the second I put this track on it took me back to southern playlistic from <laughs> from outcast and even big crits flow like he sounds he has like this big boy kind of like southern playlistic flow and it's just it's so dope and I was like that like I said man this dude breathes the south man and it it that that song just felt so refreshing to hear and then CeeLo comes in on his verse and he's doing like this real old school flow also that just I felt like just adds to the track man and that's another one like that track was just I feel like him just paying homage to you know his influences which if you watch any big crit you know interviews or you know anything like that he he makes it a point to you know give credit to the people that came before him and everybody you know that he grew up listening to and it, it tells in tracks like this where like i said man it that track just you you get transported back in time to southern playlist cadillac music as soon as you cut that track on man it's <laughs> so mean so mean <laughs> man and then it goes from get up to come down to lay up and lay up is my jam on this album man and th this is the first track i would say there's a lot of the on the first disc of this album a lot of it is like it's real trunk heavy it's real upbeat um the beats knock really loud lay up is like the first track where things kind of take a nice it takes a real slow real chill turn um and lay up gave me this real like bone thugs and harmony vibe especially the way crit is singing on the hook and even the way he's flowing and the way he's harmonizing it it made me think of like <laughs> like crazy bone and that that track is just it's so just chill that's the track you listen to you in the car i mean it's cold now so don't put your windows down <laughs> but you know that's the track man if it's the summertime man you put your windows down you let that let that blare through your speakers and you just cruising like that's that's another favorite like probably top three favorite songs and on both discs like if you put them all together this will still be in my top three man I, I love love that track um he also had a pretty de uh, good use of a skits on here uh there's an interlude called classic <laughs> where these two guys are arguing back and forth about uh the album being classic um he has another skit on the uh, second half of the disc uh, if i remember i'll get to that but um i like the skits that he did uh using here 
uh ox chord is another dope track where literally it's him just paying homage to the people he grew up listening to and on that track he mentions a lot of like old soul singers and stuff like that because like i said if you ever listen to a crit interview like he he's not afraid to mention his influences so the ox chord track is basically a concept of you know passing the ox chord and him putting people on to everything that he grew up listening to from you know jazz musicians blues musicians soul singers everything like that so that that track is dope that beat is really dope too um that was like almost the whole first <laughs> whole first disc and then it closes out with uh get away which is another dope track so like i said man this first this first disc a lot of just southern boom but it's, it's just it's elevated the production i can't stress it enough the use of like a lot of live instrumentation on the production on a lot of these tracks really elevates these beats and it makes everything sound more grand it sounds more lush it sounds more polished um and i guess i'll get to it in the second half of the album but crit uh, i'd watched an interview where crit had mentioned that like one of the uh, i think it was keep the devil off which I'll, I'll get to in a little bit but he said he took like two years to make that track because he wanted to get organs and he wanted to get choirs and like he really he had a vision for what he wanted that track to sound like and he really took the time to do it and you know since he's not on a label he's not like on a deadline or anything so he could really take the time to craft the songs and get them to, to sound how you know he wanted them to sound and you can definitely just feel that throughout the first really the, the whole project is he really took his time and got these songs to sound the way they needed to so that he's not putting out a, a half product everything sounds full everything sounds complete so first disc man the first disc is just bangers so if, if you're in the mood to just hear your trunk knock <laughs> that first disc that's where it's at then you get to the second disc and crit just has a way of just making intros that are just so mean but the second disc is mean but in a different way because it's a completely different vibe and when i finished listening to the first disc i mean the second disc i was trying to think i was like man could maybe he should have just taken a few songs from the second and put it on the first and just made it one album and then i sat and thought about it and after a few more listens i was like i don't think he could have because the second disc almost feels like a completely different like project <laughs> like you can't you can't you can't throw songs from the first disc on the second or throw songs from the second on the first and make one album like it almost feel like these two discs had their own purposes with the first disc he he just wanted to give you that that southern boom and then the second disc is where we get that side of crit with songs like um songs more in the vein of like the vent yesterday um meditate where we, we get this real introspective really honest excuse me really soulful crit and right off the back man first track and the the second disc like i said earlier uh this is the justin scott side and the title track or opening track is called justin scott and the whole track is just this beautiful <laughs> beautiful musical piece that opens up the project man 
and it's, it's mostly just an instrumental and then you get uh some vocals towards like the latter half of the track and it's it's just the intro and it's not even really a lot of words <laughs> but it's the instrumentation and that that first and that opening is just is so powerful and it really does set the tone for the second disc and the second disc like i said is a lot more personal um and you start to get you know like concepts and things on the second disc and different topics that he highlights um and i'll, I'll get to songs in pacific but just to name a few examples like in mixed messages um that track he literally is talking about mixed messages and where like he doesn't always know what direction he needs to go into with his music and actually to, to tie it into the first track uh, i believe the end of the justin scott track it ends with like all these people are just telling him like yo you need to do this make this song rap about this rap about that and he just has all these like conflicting voices in his head which i think is just a really good lead up to mixed messages and then you get him talking about you know he's not sure what kind of music he should make where his career should go is he a hypocrite for making this kind of music but he doesn't really live that way so on and so forth like it's it's that's a, just a really dope track a really good personal track where he's really really looking and examining himself um another dope track uh or before i get into individual tracks just other topics um you also get some real like emotional and like raw tracks on here man um he goes into mentions of like regrets about his life his fears um depression the industry course he always got to get the his his mississippi old track which i'll get to in a little bit because that track is is <laughs> man um you know what i probably should just go down the line man like it's it's just it's it's too much man this album is just so after mixed messages we go to keep the devil off and this track man is just like a southern baptist church hip-hop track all wrapped in one and it it, it is pulled off flawlessly like <laughs> it just it has this real like this gospel bounce to it man and like i said live instrumentation and th this is the track i mentioned earlier that it took him a few years to uh to make because he wanted to get like organs and you know choirs and you hear all of that in this track and it's just it's it's done so well and then i like that this track is like five minutes because if you ever if you've been to like a, a southern church you, you know how i get with the choirs like uh, <laughs> it might run a bit long but they just they just jam out and like the last the, the song is basically over by like the three minute and 30 second mark the last like two minutes of the songs is just a rehash of them just jamming out <laughs> but it just the feel and the bounce to it man it the the musicality of that track everything about that song is put together so well and it just that joint is just infectious like <laughs> if you hear that song, you don't even gotta be religious man if you hear that song and your shoulders don't bounce a little bit or like <laughs> you gotta feel something when you hear that song 
it's oof banger um miss georgia fornia featuring joy don't know who joy is but she was body in this hook <laughs> she she put every ounce of her soul and being in this track man and I, I love the concept of the song where he's kind of talking about the, the song is really just looking at the perspective of his home state of mississippi kind of like calling out to him like listen man you you left to go to georgia to further your music career now you out in california like did you forget about us it's it's a really dope song just examining that about how he you know he started in one place but he had to move on to kind of further you know his career but he's you know still reminding mississippi that you know of course i still ride for y'all i'm still down with y'all even though i'm not always there you know I'm, I'm out traveling handling business but you know but that that's another song man really well produced and like i said jo joy was killing that hook <laughs> joy was body in that hook um then you get two good like relationship theme kind of tracks with everlasting um and higher calling with jill scott she had a really good feature on here <laughs> and you get uh another use of an interlude uh interlude track called the weekend <laughs> that's a, kind of that's a pretty pretty clever pretty funny skit but these last like three to four tracks man he closes the second half of this album out so good price of fame is just literally a, just a track about that like how he's he's losing or things he's losing to to chase fame and how relationships become strained and suddenly now if he says no then like family don't rock with him no more and it's yeah this 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 really brings out like especially the latter half of the disc brings out that real introspective crit that i know and love like i said for tracks like the vent for tracks like meditate where he's really just getting his feelings off of his chest um drinking sessions Whew. I saw somebody else say this, I think, on a comment. Drinking Sessions is like the vent 2.0. <laughs> this track is really, this was one of the most raw, emotional tracks I've, I think I've ever heard from Crit. And literally, there's a point, probably about towards the middle of the song, where he's literally like almost in tears and he's just making he just has this really big vent just about like the troubles in his career how his life is going and then like he he gets to this part where he starts uh talking about this dream that he had about his grandmother even though she's passed away but how like he said like his mind's playing tricks with him with the dream but he needed that dream because it was like reassurance that he was doing okay um and he has this uh, the one line where he's talking about uh, he calls his dad before every flight because he thinks about death a lot and like that was the part where like he's literally like almost in tears as he's rapping the verse and like that song is just that joint will hit you like <laughs> that's that song it'll hit you right in the chest man it's just a really really just honest and just raw track uh, just a really really vulnerable track by crit like i said it, it really is like the vent 2.0 man it's it's a really sombering but just just real honest track and a, a real a real album or like a real it's <laughs> you just feel it man like 
and that's another thing about this album like another thing about crit in general like he just you just you feel the music man like he's not in here rapping just for the sake of rapping or making a song just for the sake of making a song like you really you feel it man you can feel like the passion and the anger whatever he's trying to convey he does good at getting that emotion across so yeah man drinking sessions awesome track the light the light the light man robert glasper and Bilal. i love big crit <laughs> working with robert glasper glasper man bought some really just this really good like soulful jazz vibe to the track Bilal you know if Bilal is on your song you're doing something right <laughs> Bilal was really good on the hook um I just love the instrumentation in this track and I, I love the really like the topic too Crit kind of goes in a lot about uh trying to just get through like racism in America and like the current climate and how you know he through everything he's still trying to see the you know the light metaphorically speaking that you know he, he still thinks he can make it through but I, I love the instrumentation on that track robert glasper did his thing <laughs> on that track and so did Bilal. and it just that track came together really 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 well this this whole album man now, I'm not even going to go into... I think there was one more track I didn't mention. But <laughs> I, could, I could go on and on, on and on, on and on about this album, man. But it's it's so good. Like, this this is the project. If you're a Crit fan, that like this is what we've been waiting for. Kind of like the Rhapsody album where I've been a fan of Rhapsody for a while. And while all her projects was, were solid, we were just waiting for that one that like would push her over the top and she did that with Layla's Wisdom and Big Crit did that with this album forever is a mighty long time like I said a lot of his old mixtapes they're really 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 good you know albums have been hit or miss to solid but this joint right here this is the one <laughs> like this this is the one man like this is the the this is his 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 magnum opus like this is the project in his discography that i think really pushed him over the edge like and it's not often people do double disc albums and they turn out great like both of these discs are good pretty much all the way through like i said through throughout this entire project including like both this like all 20 plus songs the only track that I honestly didn't really like all that much was 1999 so what that's one out of like 23 <laughs> 23 tracks like this this album was just it was so on point like everything just came together well musically musically everything came together concepts came together crits flow and it's everything just worked perfect like all the stars aligned and <laughs> everything just just worked out but this uh yeah man this album is, is just brilliant like the joy badass album for me has held the number one spot for a long time that spot got 
kind of threatened with uh, Daniel Caesar's uh, Freudian. But I think Big Crit might have came in, man. He might have stole that spot. Like, <laughs> the reason I haven't been able to listen to other albums is because I keep coming back to this one. And it's like every time I listen to it, I, I find a new favorite song. Um, and I would recommend just standouts, but really, like, I, I can't just give you, like, this whole everything's a standout. Like, <laughs> every you get everything man like i said if if you want to hear just good southern boom you got that on the first disc if you're in the mood to kind of relax you want something a little more introspective you get the second disc this album fits every mood and like anything you could possibly want from an artist like you got on this album like i don't <laughs> really know how else to say it this 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 project was just so well crafted and yeah man big big crit came through in a in a in a major way and a, a slight segue this, this was <laughs> i don't feel like i'm taking shots but kind of like with logic like I, I, this is what i want from a logic album and i thought i was gonna get that with everybody but it, that one unfortunately for me kind of fell short but like I, I feel like logic to me also has has one of these in them just a really really great project that'll push him over and i don't know after i listened to uh, this album logic was <laughs> the first person i thought of like come on bro now i'm waiting for you like I, I know you got one of these in you you, you just got to sit down and craft it like crit did but crit crit bodied this album man this this joint this joint slaps it's soulful <laughs> it's it, it knocks but it's soulful it's beautiful everything's put together well every feature brings it i don't know what else to say big crit forever is a mighty long time easily i would say personally his best project that i've heard from him albums and mixtapes included probably one of the best albums this year this is definitely going to be in my top 20 this this is going to be probably like my top two <laughs> this this joint as, as of right now this probably is number one for me like this this i love that joy album i love uh joy badass's album but this, this joint right here this joint right here bro <laughs> but yeah man that's support the music buy the album itunes i think he's still selling physical copies i got mine off amazon and i jam this bad boy all the time support good music man he's, he's an indie artist who definitely deserves um some support def jam well i know if somebody from def jam heard this album you got to be kicking yourself in the throat <laughs> like <laughs> like you guys let this walk out of your building nobody nobody stopped to be like hey maybe we can work this out like what what we all doing like i don't know but big crit forever is a mighty long time great music great mix of just southern boom southern soul gospel influence everything man shout outs to all the producers who contributed who i think really helped 
do a good job with giving crit an, an elevated sound shout outs to everybody who helped with live instrumentation had people on keys bass guitar all that good stuff everybody who contributed to this album musically just helped everything come together so well and it, it this is what an album sounds like when you live up to your full potential and you also really take your time to craft something without you know rushing or trying to put out a project just for the sake of putting out a project so this joint is flames that's all i got i i keep going on give this joint a listen give this album a listen both disc is all fire you can't go wrong <laughs> you really can't go wrong but um yeah man shout out to big crit man keep 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 going in this direction because you you can definitely go nowhere but up i'm i don't know how you top this but i'm interested to see how and i'm i'm waiting for that next project whenever it may be so yeah man <laughs> that's that's all i'm gonna say on that next album last album i'll be talking about man wu-tang clan saga continues <sighs> i'm not gonna go to a whole history of wu-tang if you don't know who wu-tang clan is i don't really know what to tell you um this probably ain't the podcast for you <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna just jump straight into this album i was a little conflicted on this album because on one hand it is a good album and no matter how much i critique it or you know maybe mention a negative i don't want that to get lost in the re review like i think this is a, a good album it's a solid album but at the same token, like it doesn't feel like a Wu-Tang album. It almost feels like a compilation that just so happens to have Wu-Tang members on it and other people that happen to fit the Wu-Tang sound. And speaking of the sound, I guess <laughs> I'll just go into that. Uh, this is not produced by RZA. Excuse me. This is produced, the entire album, I believe, is produced by DJ Mathematics. And I want to give him credit, though, because while it may not be like that RZA sound that, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of fans were hoping for, I still think he did a solid job on the production. There were definitely some head nodders. He definitely had good use of uh, samples. Like, it, it was good production. It it wasn't like a the vintage Wu sound that I think a lot of people hoped for, but it wasn't bad production either. Like, these were really solid beats. Um... Like I said, he, he gave them a few different looks. A few, few of these tracks, I think, were a bit out of the box or a bit different than normal of what I would hear from a Wu-Tang project. So I, I think he deserved to be commended for, for carrying the production in. And like I said, he, he did a solid job. There, were, like, there weren't any, any terrible beats or any beats where I was like, yeah, that don't sound right. You know, it's like he, he definitely did a, a good job on the production. So shout out to mathematics he I, I thought he he did a pretty solid job on production and i also liked how you know it, it doesn't have the woo sound but he still kept some woo elements like i said a lot of the tracks are still like those head nodding joints where a dude can just get on the beat and just kind of ride uh he still does like the classic use of you know throwing in little kung fu movie interludes throughout the track so it still has somewhat of a woo feel but it was just mathematic beats so but on that end I, I thought it was was pretty solid the rest of the album in terms of 
appearances and guest features and the actual rapping i mean overall you kind of know what you're gonna get with a woo album dudes come in they get over these beats they just do their thing <laughs> they just you, you you know what you're getting with a, a woo project but this just it felt kind of different it felt kind of like i said it was a little bit like disjointed like some people were spazzing some people weren't so much and then the other thing about this album is like not every wu-tang member appears and then some of the core group members aren't they're, they're very uh they, they appear sparingly <laughs> on the album i guess you could say um you god i believe he's not on this album at all um jizza has like one verse uh we get one mini odb soundbite at the end of a track uh rizza is on a lot of the uh inner he's on like the intro the outro and interlude he might be on like two other tracks so even he's kind of not really on here that much um Capadon is on here you get Raekwon Goose uh I was about to say Gooseface <laughs> Ghostface um Master Killer of course Inspector Deck um I don't know it just it just it didn't feel like a complete group effort um at least not every song there were some songs that kind of had that feel but then a lot of it just kind of sound like here i'll send in my verse put in the song like it just didn't sound like a complete group effort so like in, in that way i thought it was a negative that to me like i said it didn't sound like a wu-tang album it just more so to me just sounded like a kind of like just like a compilation almost with just wu-tang members but on the same token like i said it, it sounds like a compilation but I do like a lot of the features, which is why I was conflicted. One feature, of course, in particular, uh, I love Redman. So I, anytime I hear Redman verse, I'm, I'm happy. And Redman was definitely a highlight on this album. Like pretty much every song he was on, he, he was killing it. So Redman brought a lot of hype, a lot of energy to the album. He had a lot of the best verses. Um, but the shining star of the album, by far, is Method Man. Like meth was the only dude on this album at least in terms of the, the wu-tang members who when i heard his verses i was like Yo, he he was out to to prove a point like he sounded hungry he sounded aggressive he was flowing really well over the beats like he sounded like his his pen game he, he was in the dojo like <laughs> he he was sharpening the pen man and it really showed on these tracks like pretty much any track that method man is on on this album is a track that i dig like because <laughs> method man just he, he did his thing pretty much on on every song he was on and uh, i don't think it's a stretch to say he probably outshined at least if you speaking of the wu-tang members he probably outshined everybody so big ups to method man man like he 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 to me was the glue for this album he held everything together um in terms of other features like i said redman's on here um you get a guest first from sean price rest in peace uh chris rivers is on here um uh, street life is on here hugh hef uh killer priest so you, you get people who 
who definitely like I feel like can fit like that Wu Tang mode. So I think they do contribute well to the project. Um, so in in that respect, the features were good in that way. And that like I said, they they fit good with with the project and I think what it was trying to accomplish. Um, this album to me is just it's just solid. Like it's not great. It's not terrible. It's solid. It has good highlights. Like I said, Method Man was definitely a shining point. Red Man was a shining point. Inspector Deck has some some dope lines and verses. But like I said, a lot of the, the core members of the group, like they're just they're few far in between. And then I hate to say it, but like Ghost Face and uh Raekwon, man, like this album needed a lot more of them. But even in the moments where they were there, just like I said, it didn't sound like complete. I don't know. It just didn't all come together the way I think it, it could have. But with that being said, still joints on here worth checking out. Like I said, it's still a solid album with, you know, solid verses. If you want just beats and rhymes, like I said, in that respect, it's, it's still a dope album. And just some favorite tracks I'll go through real quick. Uh, Lesson Learned, which I think is one of like the opening tracks. Um, I love how Disinspected Deck kicked it off. That that one, two, three into the foe. I glad like this simply no traction on the flow. Like that that joint just he kicked it off real well. <laughs> Red Man killed it when he had the line about uh, when I drop it's like Martin all ears or something like that. So that that track is dope. Um, I like uh, Fast and Furious with Hugh Hef and Raekwon. Uh, really nice. Uh, I like a like a mafioso kind of track of drug tales and Raekwon getting robbed by the feds because they want to know who his connect is <laughs> stuff like that so um that track is dope i really like like the first half of this album to me i think it's a bit better than the second half but uh if time is money uh with method man is dope uh, i like the line when it comes to john though i'm a slaughter of john doe drag him through the drive-thru like he ordered the combo like <laughs> And I think Meth was on his I think Meth was on his own on that track. I don't think there was another feature. So like I said, man, Meth, Meth held the bulk of this album down. So uh, if Time is Money is a good track. Uh Frozen with uh, Method Man, uh Killer Priest and Chris Rivers. Chris Rivers came through at the end and he, he gave his little <laughs> he gave his little lyrical miracle verse, but he was bodying it. So shout outs to Chris Rivers, shout outs to Method Man and Killer Priest. Like that was a a really dope track. Um people say which was the lead singer this joint is fire to me i love the mathematics killed this beat i love that that vocal sample they used on the hook everybody <laughs> i thought was you know on their a game on this track like that that was one of the few tracks where it, it really felt like everybody came together and everybody bought like their full effort so that was a, a favorite uh if what you say is true is another good one uh, i think this is the one and only track where you get to hear Jizza. Um, this one also guys uh Capadonna, Master Killer, and Street Life. So that that joint is is pretty nice. All of them have have pretty dope verses. That's one of the few, like I said, another one of the few tracks that does sound like kind of cohesive, you know. So I appreciated that track. Uh, Hood go bang with Method Man, Red Man. Why is this track so short? Like <laughs> this this track is like a minute i don't know maybe a minute or two long and but like red man it's, it's a simple hook but it's such a a catchy hook method man comes through like i said man the way he's just flowing 
and rapping like he he sounds just he sounds hungry like i, I love that track but when once you really get into it it's over like the, the track just ends and you're just like come on man y'all could have gave me another verse red man didn't get a verse he just had a hook like could have gave me a little more but you know <laughs> it is what it is but that that joint is nasty um towards the back half of the album i feel like you get some different looks um the my only one track kind of uh I guess I guess you would say like your relationship <laughs> track on here, um, which I thought was a bit of a you know had a different vibe to it I think compared to the rest of the album. Which credit to Mathematics, you know he threw him a curveball, gave him something different to switch it up a little bit. Um, what was the other one on here? Uh, well, I guess to mention RZA also, he's on the track Why Why Why. Um, one of the few tracks on here that also I feel like sticks to kind of like a concept where RZA's kind of going through themes of you know racism police brutality being black in America and things like that um was it G'd Up? I think it's G'd Up which uh has Method Man on here where like at one point they got like some little little auto-tune crooning on the hook <laughs> or doing some of the singing um but I liked it like it you know not a great track but a little bit of a different look different sound uh from mood keep things you know different but I, I i enjoyed that one um the pearl harbor track i'm conflicted on this one because i did not did not like the hook did not like the hook ghostface method man rizza and rest in peace sean price and like i listened to this track because I, uh, I like you know <laughs> i just love sean p versus uh sean p kicked that joint off really good but like it's something about the hook of that song it's like yeah i don't know the verses were, were good the verses were solid but that hook it just kind of like eh, i don't know hook was a hit or a miss but yeah like i don't really have a ton to say about this album like it's just it's just a solid project and that's kind of all i can really say and I'm not sure if it's a good or a bad thing it just kind of is what it is like it's it's just a solid listen if you want dope beats and dope rhymes it's it's the project for you like but like if you're a really hardcore Wu fan i would just say you got to go into this album unfortunately <laughs> not expecting this is not uh you know into the 36 chambers like it, it doesn't have that kind of feel to it it's it's, it's something different it's a solid project like i said but it's just it's not the whole woo sound if that makes sense and when you listen to it if you haven't heard it if you listen to it that's you'll, you'll understand what i'm talking about but i've done this review kind of late so i'm pretty sure by the time you guys are listening to this you probably heard the album already <laughs> but it's, it's just a solid it's a solid project it just doesn't it doesn't all come together but like i said even with that said there are shining spots like i said meth method man definitely bought it on this album red man was dope on his features you know a few times you get inspected deck he's dope on here and I, I thought mathematics did a solid job on production so i mean it's definitely worth a listen it's, it's a solid album it's just not i guess it's not what you kind of hope for like but it's, it's just a solid listen that's 
that's kind of all I can say. <laughs> but I enjoy it though. I, I still there are still tracks I go back and and listen to. I just put it on knowing that you know what it's a Wu Tang album, but it's not a Wu Tang album. If you, I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, man, side continues. It's just it's a solid album. So if you're a Wu fan, I I, I still think it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, you just you know your mind won't be blown away, but you'll you'll get some solid verses, and you know you'll you'll, you'll get a, a small bit of that taste of, of woo, but it ain't it ain't the full serving, uh, unfortunately. But it's a good listen, and if you like that kind of hip hop, I think it's you know it's definitely something worth checking out. But I don't really have much else to say on that project. It's, it's just solid. <laughs> that's just that's pretty much it so yeah man just quick recap thor ragnarok dope project i mean sorry dope movie uh solid addition to to marvel's you know cinematic universe easily the best thor movie make sure you stay after the credits for the two scenes afterwards big crit forever is a mighty long time fire project <laughs> like bruh the straight fire project man um both this both this just let me not i, I go back on and on about that album Butan clan side continues just solid solid album man solid woo album just not really like i said it, it sounds more of a compilation than like a, a focused woo album but it's still a solid project that's that's worth listening to so yeah man that's all i got for today um like i said upcoming albums i'll probably be reviewing uh, i've been giving open mics uh open mic eagles album some listens so that review will probably be coming soon got a few other projects i've been been checking out so music content coming soon uh mma fights of course uh, if you listen to my our fight podcast with me and antaku it, it literally fights every weekend uh, pretty much all the way up until 2018 so there won't be a lack of fights to talk about and mma never sleeps a whole bunch of drama which we covered in in the podcast so you know if you're an mma fan give that a listen but you know like share subscribe if you know somebody who likes mma also likes hip-hop tell them give us a listen and like i said man you can listen to the podcast on soundcloud on youtube google play we up on itunes if you're on itunes please subscribe and rate i would definitely appreciate it if you want to send in emails dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com send in some questions we'll read them on the show try to get some interaction going um, if you want to holler at me i'm on twitter at serial sensei and we also got the dojo talk podcast facebook page so we out here appreciate all the listeners anybody who shared and liked um feel like the numbers from what i've been seeing they've been, been kind of going up they've been creeping up a little bit so we might be gaining some steam so <laughs> appreciate the the new listeners um you know for checking us out and everybody else you know from day one from from listening from episode one up to now and 57 episodes going strong first my goal was just to hit 20 so we, we've doubled that and no no plans are showing uh slowing down too much to talk about i really enjoy doing this still trying to grow the the fan base all that good stuff but 
Yeah, man. We out here. I'm out here. Killing these podcast streets. <laughs> but appreciate you guys for listening, man. It's been another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. Until next time, catch you guys later. Peace.